Hey, welcome to Shunya One, episode forty-nine. I cannot believe we are doing this, and we've been doing this all this while. It's uh, almost a year. One short of fifty. Yes, and we have uh, the main announcement we have to make, of course, before we get into the show for today, which is really interesting. We are actually talking to uh, Rahul, who's a founder and has been doing some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get into that. Let's talk about what is lined up for the 50th episode special. We're going to be doing a live event at WeWork in Mumbai, BKC. Uh, it's going to be an interesting event. It's going to be titled "Building in Bombay." We're going to be talking about all the various kinds of issues, problems, things that occur when you try and build a company in Bombay. And uh, we should have a great panel. We're going to have a bunch of our older uh, guests attend the event as well, so it should be a great place for people to come and check it out. Uh, and we will put in the RCP link into the show notes. Yep. So join the Slack channel and also join uh, RSVP if you want to attend. If you're based in Mumbai, please do come. And if you're not and you want to travel, that's good too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Look forward to uh, meeting a few of you folks who've yeah. been listening to our show for over fifty episodes. Then. Yeah. Yep. Onwards with the show for today. All right, welcome to Shunya One. Today we are talking to Rahul Dingra. How are you doing, Rahul? I'm doing great. It's so great to see you. Uh, Rahul's been a great friend uh, for a long time, and he's actually been doing a bunch of stuff, just like all us oldies <laughs> in the techie business. Call yourself oldie, <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to hear. And for everyone else listening in, uh, why don't you tell us your story? Because I know you're doing some really cool things now. But before that, before you were the guy who built out all the tech behind stuff like Bar Stock Exchange, Agent Jacks, and now your newest restaurant, uh, how's this journey been? Well, this you know the journey's been quite cliched. I started off as a programmer back in the day when I was probably age ten. And I know that's kind of cliche, but that's true. I think a lot of people share that uh, you know same feeling because we do start early. I think all tech guys who start early yeah. end up with success when they're thirty-five. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, you know, I started. I kind of programmed back in the day on basic, on you know, really really uh, cool hardware like eight zero eight five processors, etc. And then at some point, uh, you know, I was uh, my first job was a software engineer, and I was uh, you know an intern in a company. Which was not in a software company. I was working in a telecom call center as a software developer, but um, you know I kind of moved up the chain pretty fast from there. And uh, you know, if it's really in you and you start building out cool stuff, people notice. And uh, I think in six years, I was heading the IT in that company with some eighty people under me, nice. and that was a good achievement. I, I was proud of that. I'm probably proud of that the most. And then in two thousand nine, um, you know, once you move up the chain and there's only so much to do. You want to explore, and that's when you know. Coming from a business family, I wanted to do something of my own. I started a company called Oris IT Solutions, and that was the tech company. We again cliched. We were a garage startup. We started in my father's garage, literally. <laughs> wow! You, your father had a garage. Let us talk about that. Your father yeah. had a garage in Mumbai. I did mention I came from a business family. Come on, so you gotta give me that. And. Uh, So I kind of took one of my, uh, pro, you know, programmers, come very good friends then, and uh, we used to work nights. So we used to work in the day at the company, and then I shouldn't be saying this, but uh, we used to work in the night for freelancing work, projects, etc., trying to make some money as well as 
exploring the space so i remember a couple of nights uh, you know we worked from we worked in the day at the job uh, probably at 9 in the morning we were at the job back home at 8 take mm-hmm. a quick break and then 8:30 we're back to working on our you know computers and we've gone up till 5 in the morning and then the next day we're back <laughs> at 9 wow you know. but that's the kind of but you that's, know yeah i have done this i have done this I'm sure Amit has done it's this. It's not unfamiliar. Yeah, um, I believe you, but Sheila. I don't even know I did that. So, um, but uh, you know, I'll tell you. I think dedication is one of those things which is uh, a little underrated. I think that is the only thing which really gets you out there to do anything big in your life. In my opinion, that's my personal learning. Um, so you know, we we kind of did a lot of websites, apps, etc. Early in the day, we worked with the biggest brands at some point. So we grew from. just being two in a garage to 120 people in a formal office beautiful space enterprise we're doing big accounts we you know we're working with vijay sales zinox we're working with uh, all the biggest startups back in the day and uh, it, that kind of got monotonous at some point so we were looking for our exit you know everybody i think everybody who's done any sort of software services eventually oh, yeah. is dreaming of one product that they can build yes. and then yeah. that's like the you know thing which will get you out there and it'll be all yours and that's what you do all your life etc yeah because services gets to you it it's gets to us it gets to us i think you know so services is is a good space but it also limits your creativity because you're doing stuff for others mm-hmm. and then you're now kind of building their dreams right and that's cool you know at some point you're making money off that so you should be happy doing that and satisfied doing that but uh, it kind of kills your dream and you also have to have that making money part of the equation working oh, correctly man, i could you know that really drives you <laughs> uh, as, you know as we grew we kind of happy about the growth but you know you really think about we went from 2 to 8 you know we were working in the 8 bit space so it's two people eight people 16 people 32 <laughs> people and we went up you know above 100 and then Now, at that point, we realize we we're more of an HR company than we are a <laughs> IT company, and that gets really tough. So, you know, people who and I'm just saying that people who really like to do what they do in program and build some cool stuff, sometimes it's good to work for the other guys because you know you may not have all that. I mean, your your dream is to build the right product, mm-hmm. but building the right product also needs a lot of resources, which means you need funds, you need uh, people, you need access to newer technology, hardware, software licenses, so on and so forth. So the costs kind of ramp up, and then you know you're not really building a product; you're just trying to get money to do everything, mm-hmm. and that kind of kills you from you know. That's one of the reasons I think most of the products or most of the you know software guys who want to build a company will fail at some point. Right. But uh, the point I was making is that. uh you know kind of building stuff for others is cool too i don't think that that should be you know frowned upon I at all i agree with that but i i think it's great hands on experience because unless you're given a challenge right uh you'll never know what's the best tools are to overcome them so well if i add to that my my thought would be that uh, you know you're all when you're building stuff for others you're also learning on their money Yeah. yeah. So your experience is now vast across. Like we worked across healthcare, exactly. we worked e-commerce, we worked on you know core IT, we worked on yeah. you know movie business. Yeah. So many things that we did, right? So that gave us information about how things work across so many domains, and that kind of you know helps you build your idea as well. I think that also is very valuable, just in terms of like you know your general experience and abilities. Like you're you're polymath in some ways right? at that point, sure. right? You can uh, you can start maybe not deep expertise, but like you know you have knowledge about anything. You can talk about all these things effectively and intelligently, which is uh, 
very helpful in most cases. Also, the cross-domain advantage, right? Yeah. You're learning something from one domain and you can applying apply it to it the other. Yeah. In fact, that's how I landed up in the hospitality space eventually. <laughs> yeah, in fact, and for by the way, for a core techie, right? It's very important to also know the business side of building a product. Mm-hmm. True. You should not be so in love with tech that you only focus on. I will spend all the money in the world I have. to build out my dreams without knowing if it's going to be a business i think but everybody has made that mistake if you ask me yes. so we love something we imagine that everybody is going to use it and then you know we kind of deep dive into building it before we think or we ask others around us i mean I've, i think i have done the same mistake where i've not even asked my friends will you use it and i just love it so much i built it and the worst part is that excitement of building something unique and something you love is so high i've, I've done this like a year ago also <laughs> <laughs> so it's still there i mean techies we jump in really quick we're very excited i think yeah. mm-hmm. the amount of excitement inside the tech space is so much higher than the other domain this crazy yeah yeah Yeah, people are really kind of uh, well. I mean, like we're doing a podcast around it, right? Because people are super passionate about this stuff, much more so than bankers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But coming from services, how did that transition? Obviously, I you know you guys were growing at a breakneck pace. You're doing yeah. so much work. What made you jump into this particular product, which you chose to focus on? So mm-hmm. you know, as I said, the 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 desire to build our first product was very high because we knew that services, while we grow it. would have limited margins etc and there's a lot of hr we wanted to build something which was back just me and my partner mm-hmm. just us coding us building it and then that's the idea you know that's when the idea of the bar stock exchange came across so uh, we built that first time around in 2011 so a lot of people you know don't know the reality or the story behind bar stock exchange but we've done it twice it's not the, okay. we, we got it wrong the first time <laughs> yeah. but uh, so we built it uh, in 2011 when there were no smartphones Yep. And uh, the iPad was the only device which was portable for us, which we could do something on. I think everybody was carrying a BlackBerry, so trying to build a BlackBerry app. Yeah. If you've done that, you'll know that it's not uh, it's yes. not going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun. So we built it on the iPad, and then we hosted it in a hotel called uh, you know the Jew Hotel Bawa. Yes. And then we kind of tried. I knew to, about it back then. Did you? I of course not. I knew about it. Through me. <laughs> well, yes. Right. So we built it on the iPads, and then we were trying. You know, we had a huge projector screen in the uh, restaurant, mm-hmm. and then the, that was a central projector screen with all the prices varying. And then we should hand out iPads literally to every single table. We could afford only one per table, of mm, course. Of course. So we we gave up. You know, we kind of gave one iPad per table, and everybody started trying to order. But it was clunky. Let's be practical. The yeah. UX around that is so clunky. I'm not going to true not the design UX, but the user experience at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Now you're expecting me now to call, and then of course iPads were expensive, so we yeah. had to keep taking them back. So we literally had to give the iPad places the order. We take back the iPad. So the whole <laughs> clunkiness of that probably is something that uh, I would say would be one of the reasons why it did not take right. off to the success that we have today. Right. But at the same time, I think it's not just the clunkiness of that experience. I think people would kind of oversee that because of the coolness of that factor. Mm-hmm. I think the other issue was that we never didn't really plan out the marketing. Again, we were techies meeting a bar owner who's already running a bar, converting his bar into a bar stock exchange. Right. And then we're expecting him to go ahead and market. And let's let's put it this way: we don't know who we work with, right? Eventually, is the person a great marketer? We really yeah. didn't choose. We were just focused on the tech. Again, excited. The tech is so cool. We'll call everybody. But then you need to get the word out there. Right. People need to know. So there was one Mumbai Times article we did back in the day, and we thought that's it. That's that's this is how it's gonna work. <laughs> But that's not how it works. And then 
you know we switched it to only saturday nights and it died its eventual death but uh, we were very passionate about it bar soccer scene was something that we knew we will carry on forward and we kept secretly building on it and then came the time of the iPhones and Androids and then you know the day we bought bought our first iPhone we were like oh my god this is if this takes off and really back in the you know smartphone space also we didn't really know the iPhone was going to take off right we just right. knew it's cool right so we were like if this takes off we take off with it <laughs> so we kind of built it again in 2013 mid we started again building bar stock exchange this time around on mobile phones because Androids and iPhones were damn popular right yeah and then you know we kind of were looking for a bar owner to do this with we found one in fact that's the one who was the bar stock exchange in bombay mm-hmm. he's one of our many many clients now mm-hmm. and then we kind of went out to him and said hey look let's do this and he said it look is done before but i think it could work he, he he had a little bit more you know thought to it and said yeah that it could work so he was coming up with a new bar anyway and needed a new theme so we kind of worked with him and then we created the whole design we in fact helped him with the you know entire interiors etc because we were already doing a lot of branding right. design so we right, knew right. this time around if we didn't take control of every single way you know the consumer experience actual user there. experience yeah so you know i think 60% 70% of our time we were back in the office building it 30% of the time we were actually seeing the build out of the bar and making sure that designs are right you know the tv screens where are they going to get placed where the server is going to get hosted right. so on and so forth so that kind of helped i mean really i think you know when <coughs> another i mean if i can give advice here is that when you get into something you'll have to really look at the entire 360 and not just the you not know the app or the yeah not the slice that you're interested in no, you have to look at the entire actually business. you have to look at the entire thing so 2014 november is when we launched bar stock exchange in bombay in sakinaka and i think it was an immediate success people heard about it i saw people coming from all over the city coming to the bar experiencing yeah. it of course mm. you can imagine it was so much fun for us because right. as a, as a true i mean anyone who builds tech i think the best moment of of that of that tech or that you know for the person mm. is about when the consumer is using it in front of him yeah. right so we saw a lot of people go crazy our servers crashed the third day and <laughs> <laughs> classic tech again yeah. so we did have a lot of server crashes initially because we we anticipated x number of users right. in the bar and this is real time tech think about it your stock yeah, exchange yeah, yeah. and fyi the stock exchange was built like a stock exchange so we were talking about build, we got in tech which is probably now you know easily available back mm-hmm. in 2014 it wasn't mm-hmm. where the prices were changing across all screens we tested 30 40 devices and having them all change the price simultaneously is crazy mm-hmm. back in i mean at least in yeah, 2014 no, it was a tough stuff, uh, problem so it's really tough yeah. so we we actually explored uh, you know i kind of worked with uh, not really worked with but i had an explorative meeting with sher khan for some technology oh, that they wow. want because we were doing services so sher khan approached us they gave us some insights on you know how real time tech works in over yeah. a simple casual conversation but that really you know gave us the uh, i mean the light and then you know we kind of followed yeah, that yeah because back then there was hardly any platforms also the whole pub right? pub sub pub hub. sub yeah, yeah, yeah right? exactly no real time stuff going on yeah. so in fact we I, i think we were the first ones who did pub sub commercially at this level in 2000 yeah. if you think about it right because yeah. we we thought we've hit a gold mine pub sub is the new thing to do <laughs> and it really worked that was exactly the kind of tech we were using and then uh you know what what we kind of saw was that people actually engaged with the app they wanted to order via the app they wanted to see the price change i think the whole joy in that is about being able to see that you booked it at a certain price and your friend or your somebody on the other table is booking at a higher price <laughs> i think that's more fun than you know kind of getting a cheap price for yourself but no, the cheap prices are good too they're good too they're good too <laughs> and they're i think till date people still go and 
they come back with this feeling of I got a great deal, right? Great deal. So yeah. that itself is such a big win, right? Yeah. It's a UX win it or is, whatever it, it for any good. product. Yeah. So that delight factor, as you call it, right? Yeah. That should. Hey, listen, you get to save money drinking alcohol, or at least think you're saving money drinking alcohol. That is the best. Exactly. No, you're actually saving money for sure. Yeah. Oh, no, you are. I know. Uh, I was at uh, the CCI club last night. Mm hmm. And uh, I was over there and I saw on their board, they had the price of a small Shivas Regal. And I'm like, huh, that's pretty good. And then I was like, you know what? I had just gone to Barstock Exchange like the week before. I'm like, you know, I had the app. So I'm like, let me see yeah. what it was. And it was actually 40 rupees cheaper at Barstock Exchange than it was at CCI Club. Wow. So it's cheaper than club booze, man. I mean, like, that's just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, the funny thing, uh, one of the reasons why we chose Barstock Exchange as a product mm -hmm. One well, of the biggest reasons was that we couldn't afford the alcohol. In the <laughs> <laughs> so, so as any other techie, like, man, that's a good problem to solve. Exactly. Exactly. But that was a good problem to solve. Of course. And it did. It solved, like, now, since that one first Sakinaka outlet, I think it's gone ahead. So it's I have gone, now yeah. 55 outlets. That, so ones most of the people see are only in Bombay because you guys stay in We're Bombay. in Bombay, yeah. But uh, we've got one bar location in every part of the country. And they're all wow. licensed pairs and it's doing well. I mean, all the, I think, so we launched Gurgaon, we launched Calcutta, Hyderabad, we did Bangalore early. So in 2015, we were already, I think, 20 bar stock exchanges in India. Okay. So bar stock exchange in Bombay was around four or five outlets, but we were kind of moving at a more rapid pace. Right. So we, I can claim that I have one bar stock exchange in every tier one and tier two city in the country, for sure. Wow. That's amazing. And I'm now touching tier three. I've just done Lucknow recently. So we're, we're actually expanding further And it's a good model We've And got it's become a SaaS sort of a platform, right? Yeah, I mean, you just is. take the license from you Use yeah. the software, make their own brand. It's a SaaS platform But then, you know, a lot of things go into it Because then once you once you SaaS it See, look, it's not like an e-commerce uh, it's, not, it's not commodity It's not like a commodity that I can really, really, you know Go out there and give it to 100,000 bars Because right. then that takes away from the whole concept mm -hmm. So what we did is we kind of, you know Made sure that only a few bars could have it mm -hmm. And then so so geographically restricted. Yeah, we restricted them with exclusivities, etc. Okay. And then uh, that's turned out well, but uh, it's no longer a tech product. We've gotten into the business now. Do you guys so, consult on terms of like the restaurant openings and stuff like that we in do, the other we cities do. as we well? Do. We do, we do. Okay. So we now actually do the entire end-to-end -end setup of the bar also. Oh, wow, okay. Wow. Yeah, so that's... So, yeah, that's where your transition from... Software developer <laughs> to <laughs> restaurateur has happened. This is true. I, I think uh, while I'm a core techie at heart, I have moved on from being an IT company, let's say from being an engineer, then an IT company, and now we've, we've maybe a restaurateur. Now we're like a whole enterprise hospitality but company. But even the other two formats that you're talking, they're also very tech format. I'm just right? yeah, it's, I, yeah. I love doing, I think, you know, the restaurant space needs excitement. Yeah. And if apps and tech can bring excitement, then that's mm -hmm. the way forward. So, uh, you want to tell us about the other two? Yeah, that, why, why not? So, so Bar's location, you know, one of the reasons uh, why I think, while I, you know, kind of, spread that across India I let people build their own brands individually mm -hmm. but there was no common central brand in the country you know you look, look at McDonald's or look at a, you know Applebee's in the US uh, you know all the brands are just one brand one name and across the country mm -hmm. and that kind of pinched us because we didn't think it through 
every right. techie does this again right. so we we didn't think it through what is going to happen next day. we just get they look we getting a bar let's go ahead let's kind of install this and let's you know make some money right. they make money everybody's happy but at some point we said look we need the whole brand and we need to control the bar owners uh, you know just like an uber platform is uber in every city right. and then they control how the behavior of each uh, cab owner is and right. kind of bring quality so we then came up with this concept called agent jacks bar mm-hmm. that was a second uh, bar brand and this time around we did the whole bar brand mm-hmm. so we did our own bars we actually did the entire concept the branding the design to, to, in fact today we our hospitality company literally provides all sorts of franchising options so we're now no different than a mcdonald's to be honest except Amazing. for a tech enabled bar oh, okay. so with agent jacks bar what we do is that we give you the brand name we give you the pr support marketing support we give you the tech we give you literally every step licensing of the bars we do the furniture we do the interior we then set you up and then we guide you all the way as a franchisee to run the entire show so now i can not only work with bar owners just like when i did in bar stock exchange we could only work with bar owners because we didn't know the space right but today we're able to actually take the end, a new a newbie right. into yeah. the business and then make someone who just has a space and says yeah. I want to run a restaurant yeah. can so that's what, I mean. I'm not Sheila trying to convert him. The <laughs> 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 guys yeah. with money now. No, no, yeah, no, 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 not yet, not yet. <laughs> I was re- the, everyone talks about has retire with a restaurant in Goa or something well, like that. Well, of course, that's everybody's dream. But I it? think so. I mean, I think uh, F and B, and I don't know if it's just techies, but I think you know, food business, the restauranting business. Yeah. I I call it the equivalent to Bollywood. It's got a lot of glamour, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a tough space. It's uh, as tough as all you techies of you know your life is as you know beeped up as mine. <laughs> but the restauranting space is uh, equally tough. There are limited margins, but I think if you really do well and then take it forward from there for a few years you can be the boom yeah and you are it's like shahrukh khan is a boom for 5 years or 10 years and then the new hero he, comes in right yeah and if you can instead of being the hero try to create heroes and that's what we're trying to do here mm-hmm. so with you know post the success of bar stock exchange we did agent jacks bar in fact agent jacks bar today is the bigger hero for me because mm-hmm. we've got uh, i think 28 outlets already and they're all in the pipeline going live in different cities with nice. a single common brand I think I I've never seen such a boom because people approach us from places like Guwahati people really really you know tier 3 cities and I love those cities personally because you know there's so much passion in those yeah, people right. contacting us trying to get our brand in there and uh, you know Injax bar also works on a model where it's affordable booze uh, mm-hmm. I think it's the second brand where we've done with affordable right. uh, alcohol in fact uh, at many times of the day you'll find Injax is a cheaper option than BSC no most people <laughs> don't know that wow. but let me tell all the techies you can go drink at Injax instead <laughs> <laughs> one of the reasons why it, it is because it's the first theme <coughs> bar mm-hmm. where you can negotiate prices of your own drinks oh okay yeah so, you can bid for a price Ah, so so imagine a virtual bartender, and, right, right, right. Uh, you know, no different than how I negotiate prices for everything. I'm an Indian. I want to negotiate. Right. You open the app, and there's a character, mascot character, who we call Agent Jack, and there's a whole backstory to that, which says that uh, Agent Jack is this. You know, we've created a comic strip around it. We're okay. going to share it. Probably you want to share it on social sure. media. And uh, Agent Jack is basically sees this bootlegger uh, truck of alcohol, you know, moving, and he's like Batman spying it from really far. He jumps in and classic boom bam comic strip, you know, design. And then he catches those goons, takes the alcohol, goes back to his warehouse, and now suddenly he's the Robin Hood of alcohol. <laughs> he's giving it out to those who deserve it. People, all those techies who kind of you know want cheap booze. So of course he has to give it out fairly. So you know, people using the app are now interacting with Agent Jack. Right. 
you know, so I kind of tell Agent Jack, hey, look, I want my Kingfisher for 60 bucks. Mm. And Agent Jack will then respond if he likes the price, does not like the price on some algorithm that we've written, which I don't want to share. Otherwise, right. you guys will rip me off. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the each of these responses are completely the humor based. So there's, okay. there's jokes that he's going to make and he shame you publicly. Okay. And the best part is not just that. So he's responding to you one-on-one on the app. But we also have these giant projector screens in all the bars. Ah, okay. And then people can read what you know, people are offering what they're being responded to and these jokes are really, really fun. Awesome. He criticizes you. Based on how bad your price offer is, he can get really harsh sometimes. And then these are seasonal. We change them, you know, maybe on, you know, maybe during a Valentine's Day he'll be flirty replies okay. and then, you know, on a holy he'll have a different reply and we kind of, these jokes are also seasonal, event-based. It's kind of, uh, the That's whole fun is to kind of interact with him. Awesome. Nice. That's really awesome. See, again, the whole space of hospitality is about being current, being relevant, being contextual yeah. and so on, right? And this is context in the real world. So, I think uh, it's a perfect blend of tech and, uh, of course, drinking. Cheap booze. <laughs> cheap booze, <laughs> yeah. which always works. <laughs> yes, Trust sure. me, I have done this too. I like cheap booze. <laughs> cheap yeah, with Agent Jacks, one of the best things we did is we kind of uh, inbuilt a loyalty program into it. Mm-hmm. So, the cool thing was that uh, you start negotiating with Agent Jack. He, he's smart. He's on the cloud. So he typically starts understanding who you are, how often you come, etc. We do analyze ah, the data. Okay. And then we kind of don't need to let you register for a royalty program. You log into the app and then you're registered. Right. So if you're coming often, his rates for you as a, as a when you're offering a drink price could be different than what your friend is offering because he doesn't come that often. Right. So he automatically kind of, you know, biases towards people who are regular. And that's kind of cool because, you know, there's no real card or redemption that you need to do. It's automatic and that's something that works. And people kind of figure that out pretty quickly. People figure that out or do you you kind of make that explicit? In the app, we're trying to, you know, now express that. But believe me, till now, we didn't get the time to express it and people have figured it out. And there's there's different levels. There's a trainee, there's a field agent, chief agent and so on and so forth. You start off as a trainee, but the the more you start drinking... The more and the more, you know, often that you come in, your your levels kind of change. So they kind of figure what's going on on nice. the screens. You can see people's names and you know what the what what well, levels they're, they're on. Yeah. And how come he got a kingfisher for like sixteen? I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. So people kind of then explore, and uh, it's been pretty organic. That's cool. Gamification works, I think, in the live environment more and more, and we are seeing other apps sort of yeah. adopt this and figure this out. So. This is awesome. In fact, the the last brand is also very interesting and we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk some more about that. All right, welcome back. And we've been talking to Rahul about a whole bunch of cool stuff uh, and free booze. The gamification of food tech. (laughs) Um, Cheap booze. Cheap booze. (laughs) Cheap booze, yes. Well, leads to free booze. I, I did free booze, and that's why we <laughs> didn't work out. Let me repeat, cheap booze. Cheap, cheap booze. Cheap, inexpensive. Yes. But listen, this is, I mean, obviously, while the concept has been around and it's growing and it's doing great, I think this is a whole era of uh, real-world gamification which we are sort of entering, right? And I think this year, or since last year, this whole... The quizzing show, mm-hmm. live quizzing has become a thing. Oh, yeah. that uh, There have been a bunch of these places. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And now, um, and of course, before you talk about quizzer, right? So, as a concept, what do you think came around? Uh, what do you think you realized? Or rather, uh, now we're seeing that the world is realizing about all the standard stuff we were doing 
the usual social media which we were interacting with very very verbose sort of interactions what led to this sort of live uh, real time engagement becoming a big hype machine like and of course tell us about the, your latest product venture so you know i'll probably want to answer that question along with my third brand in fact uh, you know you bring about a very important point which was you know kind of like the inception point for quizzo Mm-hmm. So let me introduce Quizzer first, and then I answer your question as well. Sure. So Quizzer is this new, you know, it's rather it's India's first game-based restaurant. Just like you know, we had uh, Bar Stock Exchange, which eventually is a game. Mm-hmm. So I call it India's first, you know, uh, game-based bar. Mm-hmm. Just the same way we have uh, Quizzer, which is India's first game-based restaurant. Mm-hmm. And what we, what we kind of do here is that, uh, you know, people come in. Uh, we're targeting, let's say, families. Right. Let's say we're a group of six people, seven people. You bring in your family. I think what I noticed is that everybody on the table would be on their own cell phones. So we suddenly family dinners got robotic. Yeah. I you know I have a big family. I'm a, we have a joint family, and then uh, my niece is on her phone. My mom's on her phone. My dad's on my fo- on his phone, and then everybody's on their phone. So I'm like, what the hell's going on? And how do I fix this again? One of those points. Like, look, this seems to be a problem. Let's try and fix this. And you know, to to kind of fix that, we said like, how do we get them to get together? and do something instead of just simply being on their phones so the restaurant experience is about coming together and spending time suddenly with technology and phones people are kind of doing their own thing while they're in the restaurant so the whole point of going to a restaurant is kind of going away because you could do that at home in your own rooms and have exactly. dinner in your own rooms so with quizzo the inception point was that people came in as families joined in they ordered via the ipad or or rather a tablet that we gave them So this time around, they were ordering together. The first problem that we fixed was that we gave them synced iPads. Mm-hmm. So every who gets, we, if there are five people, we would give three or four iPads or maybe five iPads. And every time someone you know kind of visually sh- saw what they want to order and click add, the other iPads would show what the other person's ordered. So they don't need to discuss; they can just quickly go ahead and order mm-hmm. together. But they're still discussing at some level. And then immediately after that, we gamify the experience. We're saying that uh, you, we start a quiz game, and it pops up five questions. Each question is worth five percent discount. So let's say we ordered a bill of thousand rupees as a family. We're now playing together. The same question pops up on all five screens. So we all leave our phone to the side and we're trying to get the discount. We we suddenly ganged up against the restaurant as a right. family. Wow! So now someone knows some topic. Some you know the niece would know you know a topic around maybe a cartoon character, which could be a question that we can oppose. If it's a very let's say Sanskrit question. then we have our you know our grandpa and grandma answering right. if it's more of a current event maybe you know one of the uh, you know father or mother could answer so suddenly you know, the whole focus was about creating a beautiful experience where people get together mm-hmm. and then go against the restaurant even if it means that they have to go against us to win that discount right. and we need to give that discount the beauty is what you see on the table suddenly people aren't on their phones they're on the tablet they're still on the tablet so it's still tech i understand that but the beauty is that they're getting together to play something right. we couldn't even do that with board games a lot of you know restaurants and bars tried board games but you know no one really takes that seriously because you know you get that at home here's mm. an experience where you're dining together you're now playing together and then you know at some point you're trying to win this so there's a lot of some beautiful yeah, yeah, beautiful yeah. memories we've created already we've seen that in the restaurants that you know two kids fighting hey why did you answer that we lost 5% because of you <laughs> and, or 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 a, you know wife telling the husband like if i knew you didn't know crap i wouldn't marry you, <laughs> you know? so it is a beautiful you know uh, i'm guessing also it kind of promotes uh, beyond just interaction around the quiz right the quiz becomes a jumping off point so that people are conversing and interacting with yeah. each other so think about it, when we were on the design board 
about trying to create this brand we said that what is the memory that a restaurant leaves on the family good food that's but then how many restaurants give you good food today lots of them are right. work i mean i mean chicken tikka is the same across <laughs> all restaurants now do we agree on that More right almost the same let's, let's say almost yeah, the I same yeah i mean there's some which are better yeah okay yeah, it's, it's commodity <laughs> yeah, it's commodity so what, what we want to do is that when they drive back home in the cars what do what are they talking about about our restaurant did they speak about it but now here we have a quiz which they play multiple times you right. play that on each time you order let's say a round of appetizers you play the game when you order the main course you play the game when you order desserts you play the game right so all those questions which popped up imagine the family going back in their car saying man that question only if i knew the right answer ah. or someone saying man you should have known that's so obvious <laughs> right so that whole the whole experience is something that they take back right. in fact we already i think the first we've just been open for a week and i think i recognize some of the faces because they're coming again and again so i know that that i've got that right in terms of creating the right experience but you know that's why technology has to be more human i think we, if we just think about tech and a quiz it's i think it's pretty if just a quiz is boring right but when you see a quiz being played collectively by the whole table it suddenly becomes interesting mm-hmm. if it becomes you know something which is intriguing and you know asking the right questions and someone's answering and you know people pointing fingers it becomes even more exciting so it's about creating experiences and not tech and most of the devs out there you know people like me what they need to go beyond is what what excites them they need to see who the consumer is and what right. excites them right. is what you really need to target yeah and that's exactly coming back to my point about how this sort of an experience right is uh, such a change of the whole otherwise personalization look at your own phone uh, and do things individually which we've been seeing so far and again coming back to quizzing in general which has suddenly emerged as a social uh, category or something you do live something you interact with like we have a bunch of these quiz games yeah, popping there up are, there are a number of them that started so we, mankan started one Uh, uh, I don't know if he started well, one, I mean, but like, he was so a host he, he's on the one. He's the host on one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, now we were just talking about earlier about how the, I mean, the Hotstar app, the cricket yeah. has a game around it yeah. as a secondary game yeah. running. Uh, so I think there is something here. What do you think is the, what's what's the core thesis behind this? Why people like to quiz and win and how come this has suddenly become a rage in the last six I, to I, months I to a year? I think it's gamification in general and not necessarily say quizzing. Mm-hmm. So, you know with us getting so involved uh, there's so much to read online now think about it when we were kids right now years where we get old when <laughs> we were kids we didn't have access to uh, forget the mobile phones we or smartphones we used to have access to hardly an access to uh, yeah an encyclopedia right and how many times we would you sit down and read that really yeah. so you know with the access to smartphones people have so much to consume and that get that's kind of consuming us also at, yeah. at some deep level yeah. so what happens is that unless we gamify things right i think it's very difficult to get someone's attention and get him excited about doing something anymore so we've reached a level where there's so many apps to do so many things and each app is fighting the other just like any other space in the world for where you know, it gets commoditized at some point and then we'll try to fight for that person's attention a game i inherently i think is something which gets even the youngest kid excited and the oldest you know person excited right. so i think gamification is the future of getting people to do things and incentivizing them to do things think about quizzo the incentive there to play the game is is about the discount so that discount is the incentive but the experience is eventually what gets you know gets their attention and then grabs them to come back to me all the time yeah. so gamification is a great foot forward in the space and i think it'll last for the next few years i think 
also the technology is kind of moving at a rapid pace to allow us to use gamification in a true sense i mean game if games were all about consoles at some point for all mm-hmm. of us right mm-hmm. yeah. now getting that experience to the smartphone i think that whole transition while it's happened at a candy crush level mm-hmm. gamification is a little bit beyond that also adds a social element to it so you know candy crush was all about playing it yourself and then sharing points and then getting people to share so right. i've never played candy crush so that's that's just <laughs> as much as i know but uh, I, I think i played a lot <laughs> more than any human being should oh my god i got up to uh, i think level 600 or something like that i don't even know what that means i i inside past 600 levels of candy crush Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> congratulations for that. And uh, right, so I mean, that's a lot of time you could have used for lots of other for things. Many, many. So other all things. the startups uh, don't play Candy Crush because you're you're not going to be able to build your startup. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what I'm saying is that I think gamification is a foot forward in in the sense that you can you know kind of incentivize and get people to do things. Mm-hmm. So a smartphone today needs people to interact with it. If it's just a read only, we're probably trying to read a newspaper on the smartphone but if you want people to interact we need Engage, to give them reason yeah. to mm-hmm. right we need to give them reason to and gamification just you know does just that right. economy yeah, yeah. i mean that. we went through the whole era i mean again since we talk about food tech and all these other tech eras that we went through in india especially right after and we went through the whole coupon era right i mean mm-hmm. at some level oh, yeah. it still exists we've been there yeah, all of so, us so there was this whole couponing thing loyalty coupon discount that's the only incentive sort of people knew or even to a large extent even today they only know this but yeah. you think about coupons right i mean i'm a deal monger myself i still look for coupons exactly we do, I do yeah. too for so, so i think you know coupon at some point was also a slight gamified experience yes. go search the coupon online i know the tough i mean people who knew the right keywords would get the better coupon yes. think about it yeah, yeah. No, you're right that's absolutely true i mean like i remember hunting i still hunt for stuff Yeah, yeah man like literally i it's become a habit like even 100 bucks off somewhere yeah. <laughs> boss who's ordered the last so, mcdonald's burger without a 1 plus 1 i don't know like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i don't remember like uber and ola right i mean like whoever gives me a coupon that's a one that's why i use that day. yeah you exactly. know, just, but that kind of deteriorates the brand as a, as today as i mean beyond the tech i'm also a brand owner so right. i think uh, the next step to that would be loyalty and loyalty is i mean very very Uh, hard again, very in hard. india uh, you know shila said they could talk about this for 30 minutes right here he's done some stuff in loyalty but uh, i think loyalty is important and will come to india at some point i think mm-hmm. we ape the west 5 to 10 years later yeah. i think loyalty is become going to become important because uh, a lot of people can give coupons a lot, lot of people can give free food they right. can give a lot of you know discounts but eventually it's going to boil down to what you love to eat and drink mm-hmm. and then that's where loyalty kind of kicks in So mm-hmm. I I would uh, say that you know what I mean like one way that loyalty does kick in is with these longer term coupons right I mm-hmm. mean like if you look at Amazon Prime what is mm-hmm. that that's essentially a long term coupon That's a good point you know so I yeah. mean like and now at this point I I love I used to love Flipkart but since I've become an Amazon Prime member I don't even check prices on Flipkart anymore Yeah that's you know, by default you know so and I mean like if you think about it the Uber ride pass thing that we keep talking yeah. about and stuff yeah. like that right so that's like a, you pay a monthly fee and for that monthly fee you get 50 rupees or 60 rupees or 70 rupees off every ride that's the same kind of thing you know when i have that ride pass i consider that my monthly uber coupon so i think these long term kind of uh, yeah it's loyalty it's yeah. essentially you're buying a subscription as a loyal exactly yeah. you're doing it because you're loyal to the brand but yeah. this whole element of gamification right i actually really like that point you made that 
while loyalty and couponing and discount mongering like even us we're still doing it today the gamification even for a brief moment sort of adds a little bit of a spark to the entire experience right you don't feel that hey i'm just doing this for the money right right there is some amount of and especially when i'm doing it with more people then it becomes a sort of a collective no, absolutely like that. i effort. think uh, i think the experience uh, you know one of the core uh, strategies for me has been is about creating an experience which is a memory if i can create a memory for uh, like let's say you guys visit the bar or the restaurant that i've created let's say you visit quizzer if i can leave you with a memory that would go down in your books and you know even a year later like hey that night was so fun mm-hmm. i think that's far bigger than all the coupons that i can kind of you know give out there think uh, about it yeah i think so from a restaurant perspective that's what you wind up doing right you yeah. go to the restaurants which you enjoy the most see i'm saying it's a little deeper than that because i've created one uh, event in your life right which which is a good memory that you have mm-hmm. i think yeah. that's a far no, bigger that, achievement and, and that's what i mean right i mean exactly that you've created an experience which is going to lend itself towards creating memories yeah. and the uh, the reason why that is is because you're going to have a fun time over there right yeah. fundamentally that's what it is you're going to have so a fun I, time i can give you a quick example right i mean there, there must be one time that you must have played a board game with your some family members mm-hmm. and if you can go back and think about it you might be like hey that was one fun night yeah the same way i think quizzer creates that one fun moment for mm-hmm. the entire family which they would probably want to remember for the yeah, next few months absolutely. if if not the year so yeah. i think that's something which is unique to what quizzer is offering today i mean you can come and play a board game but may not enjoy it as much as you would when you kind of gang up as a family trying to win that yeah. i think <laughs> you know, i was sitting with a couple of uh, you know reviewers yesterday mm-hmm. and you know people kept ordering the food just because they want to play the game and that <laughs> and that's where the catch is by the way that's where we make our money but uh, you know i think uh, you know we again we've got a screen on quizzer which shows you what questions are being answered by each table oh, okay. a lot of the other tables were actually looking Paying at those attention. and saying hey i know that answer why don't i tell them <laughs> so we had one rest one table actually scream out the answer to the other table and then i had to get up and say boss you guys are cheating it's not fair but a lot of 50% discounts were one last night wow. and it was good and you know one of the other experiences i had with uh, you know quizzer just just last night is that uh we made up our mind that we're going to clap for everyone who won who wins the 50% discount okay. this was a full night we had uh, all tables you know kind of booked and you know seated right. on and then one one of this family kind of uh, you know 150% and then i had instructed the staff that you know we'll all stand and we'll kind of give them a good clap right. yeah we did that and believe me the entire restaurant started clapping <laughs> so you can feel you can realize how special that family felt at that point right. it was something beautiful so it, again this is about where tech goes you know tech is just the enabler right. the experience that we create exactly I mean, you yes. talked about amazon how is it different right it's a tech but mm-hmm. eventually they give you a comfortable experience to get to yeah. something in the restaurant space i think we're trying to use tech to create great experiences exactly that's, same that's thing something. i mean uber is mm-hmm. what is tech beyond the booking nothing it's it not is essentially a cab yeah. but you have such affinity towards the brand because of how it treats you it just works well yeah Yeah sometimes awesome. sometimes when it just works well that that, that itself is good that's, enough. Yeah that's good enough. Yeah. Unfortunately not true in the restaurant space. Yeah, but yeah probably not. <laughs> I'm sure you've stars had your own set of struggles with uh, technology while setting up in the real world. I know I have. Strangely enough yeah. not so much because honestly we did uh, you know I was telling you when we did Oris we did we done 400 startups. I mean when I when I say 400 startups I mean I we helped build the digital for 400 startups. So I think technology is the easiest part of right. our company now. Mm. 
the tougher parts is about creating those experiences i think or monitoring and finding out if that really is going from a design board converting to that real experience right oh and that's very important again being able to that's where i'm sure you're becoming more of a restauranteur than the technologists that you were <laughs> i guess you really have to know how things work that transitions there. happened and probably one of the last pieces of advice i'd like to give out is that see look if you're going to be a techie and then you're going to get into a space you're going to be con- you should transition into being the owner of that space right. if you're going to stay a techie right i mean you know if you're just going to be delivering software then it's like shopify versus megento you're going to eventually get switched from right. but if you want to deep dive you have to deep dive into that space like uber and then grab those literal cab owners and then make them your strain them if you don't give the whole nine yards your tech is eventually nothing but just a medium the eventual outcome is a bigger business and you need to in fact that's one good way of you know focusing on what the business is before you get into the actual tech right that's right. an advice that i would you know give oh, absolutely buy it 100% buy it absolutely and that's where again a solid startup as we say right what is a startup it's a small business that you start with potential to go crazy right that's why it's sort of the loose definition but knowing your audience which is what you did again really looking at that i think that's a great insight about finding out what was wrong or broken or not enough uh, as a restaurant goer and then using tech to its best ability i think that's what it is right you my th- my point is that yes you, you absolutely said it right that you're a techie who find a problem you solve the problem but this time around i had to become the owner of the bar or the restaurant right, right. i think that's also an essential step for all techies eventually if you let's say an e-commerce uh, company if you open you're great at making the website your, your website has a perfect experience mm-hmm. but eventually you'll have to go into the financial you'll have to go buy your inventory you'll have to logistics, hire all the right people warehousing yeah. eventually yeah. your i mean a e-commerce company realistically is a logistics company right exactly right? so you need to transition from one field to another and that's something that i'm proud of having done so now that i own these bars and restaurants that we're creating or you know and we're spreading across the country i think in a good part is we have literally i think 70 plus total bars and restaurants already and most of these are franchises and we're kind of moving that direction but the transition is important is all i'm trying to tell, tell all the techies out there is that yeah. you can't just be a techie all your life you have to move to becoming the business owner of that vertical uh, yeah that makes sense i mean I, that that's the only way to kind of make it right otherwise yeah. if you're You'll have a bunch of products like you were talking about, right? Things which you love, but then you abandon because you haven't really thought them through as a business. So I mean, like you do, kind of have to look. And at there the are lots of those. Yeah, yeah there are plenty, plenty of those. I've done plenty of those. Awesome, man! So this is this has been great. I think we got some insights yeah. into the restaurant industry, which this and is, a different kind of food tech. There you go. This is food tech, but it's actually this is actual food tech. Well, it's actual. Is it food tech? It's experience well, tech it's, around food. Oh man, I Or think it's food, a, it's food tech. Well, what's food tech? I don't know what food tech is. A uh, food tech is We a running joke. We just make fun of food tech. <laughs> But this is this has been great. Uh Rahul, I mean, before uh I let you go, tell people where they can find obviously Quizzer because that's the newest one out there and of course Agent Jacks and all these places. And of course how they can talk to you maybe on Twitter or wherever else. Or at the event next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, I you know, Quizzer just uh, one outed down where at uh, Agent Jack uh, right next to Agent Jacks in Andheri which is uh, near Vidya the side road. You can check us out on zomato.com/quizzer. On Agent Jacks bar, I think uh, we've got as I said 20 plus outlets so you'll find us in almost all the metros at least. Mm-hmm. But uh, Zomato as I think that's the easiest way that's to find us. Way. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm going to try to come to that event for sure. <laughs> and how do they reach in touch with you uh, on maybe like on Twitter or wherever else? 
So I are you a hard so, person to find oddly enough i've i've tried my best to stay out of the limelight mm-hmm. i've been hiding uh, so i don't kind of interact directly on twitter yet i'd love to learn that from you sheila <laughs> i've not uh, i don't have a twitter handle i don't i'm not there on facebook as often oh my but, god but uh, i'd love to i mean i'm saying uh, wow, if, if this opens an interaction channel well you can rahul can join our slack channel and maybe yes, you can, can ask him any questions you can probably find that. me on uh, github though Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> awesome. So GitHub or alternatively the Slack channel which you can get to at ivmpodcast.com slash junior one over there there's a button click that button press ask for an invite and we'll send you an invitation to the Slack channel also just a quick reminder please guys five star reviews on iTunes or wherever tune in or wherever you're listening to the podcast a review a rating all of that stuff helps and it really kind of uh, does uh, move the word uh, about the show and uh, one last thing please tell a friend if you enjoyed the show tell a friend that you like the show especially if you know another techie friend let them know that this is a show that they should listen to yep and like we said at the start uh, please uh, do join us for our shunya 150th live event yes next week we work bkc and with a lot of fun guests there'll be founders there'll be vcs do we say the date is the 19th and it's just, on just, the 19th just in case yeah it's on the 19th yeah 19th of april 2018 just in case somebody's listening to this 3 years from now Yes, it should be fun. Please come. We will. Uh, there will be some. Uh, there will be some booze too. Yes, there will. Yes, <laughs> maybe not, uh, not sponsored by me. Not, <laughs> not sponsored by you. Okay, all right. But you might get to know how the insides of all the places work if you catch Rahul there, <laughs> and he might tell you some, uh, maybe some cheat codes for bar stock exchange. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Thanks for so much for listening. Uh, look forward to seeing everyone at the live event and on the other side of fifty. Yes. 